Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It is unfortunate that the festival of the circumcision of our Lord falls on January 1st, the day of the civil new year. It is unfortunate because there is a great temptation to replace this important festival with talk about the coming new year. The Christian church has never connected this day, January 1st, with the beginning of a new year. The new year for the church, of course, has always been the first Sunday in Advent. The Lutheran reformers deplored that the idea uh, that the civil new year made the festival of the circumcision of our Lord secondary. In one of his sermons on this topic, Martin Luther wrote, This day is called the New Year's Day after the custom of Rome. This and other things which we have received from Rome we now let pass away. Since, however, the feast of the circumcision of Christ has been appointed to this day, it is proper that we preach about this event today. Of course, Luther was correct. The focus for the church this day is not on the beginning of the civil new year but on the circumcision and naming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the gospel reading from the evangelist St. Luke, two things are spoken of that happened to the baby Jesus. He was circumcised and he was named. In his circumcision, it is revealed that he is truly man. In his name, it is revealed that he is truly the Lord God. As you may recall, circumcision was established by God with Abraham. This was a sign of the covenant between God and his people. Every male child was to be circumcised on the eighth day of his life. It is now eight days after the Feast of the Nativity of our Lord, which is why this whole holiday falls on the first day of the civil calendar. Our Lord Jesus was circumcised on this day. In his circumcision, he places himself under the law. He places himself into the family of Abraham. He becomes part of the seed of Abraham. All of the male descendants of Abraham were circumcised on the eighth day, and by virtue of the cutting off of the flesh, they were made heirs of the promises given to Abraham. This circumcision of the descendants of Abraham was a sign that God would deliver them from their sins that he would not count their sins against them. The very organ of procreation was cut as a testament to the fact that the image in which we were created had become corrupted. And because of that, a payment needed to be made in order to appease God's wrath. The circumcision of the male children was a testament that they belonged to God, and he had claimed them as his own. Our Lord Jesus, however, is without sin. In his circumcision, the law of God has overreached. It has overstepped its boundaries. Jesus required no payment for sin. Therefore, the payment for sin that he makes is gifted to us. It is given to all those who cling to him in faith. Circumcision was a precursor to holy baptism. The the cutting of the flesh signified that person belonged to God, that he was a part of the family of God. In holy baptism, there is now no longer a cutting of flesh, but a washing of new birth and renewal of the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul says in Titus chapter 3. 
Holy baptism, unlike circumcision, is not just for the male children, but it is for all people, for all nations who are brought to the font to receive this washing away of sins. You and I have been baptized into the Lord Jesus Christ. You have been made heirs of the heavenly kingdom. Your sins have been washed away and you are now clean and pure before the triune God. The Holy Spirit has entered into you and created in you faith in the words and promises of Jesus. By virtue of your baptism, you are now brothers and sisters of the Lord Jesus. And as siblings, you are also co-heirs of the gifts of heaven. All the gifts Christ won for you by his death on the tree of the Holy Cross are yours. Christ's death to sin becomes your death to sin. Christ's resurrection becomes your resurrection. You are his. The children of Abraham shed the blood of their foreskins and were claimed by God as his children. In the death of our Lord Jesus, he sheds his blood on the tree of the Holy Cross. And like in his circumcision where he passes on his gifts to you, he passes on to you the forgiveness, life, and salvation that he won for you on the tree of the Holy Cross. At your Lord's circumcision, he is given a name. This name was actually given to him long before this event, as you will recall. The evangelist St. Luke writes that his name was given to Mary when the angel Gabriel announced the birth of of the Savior to her. The angel Gabriel also told Joseph that his name was to be called Jesus because he would save his people from sins. This is what Jesus means, he who saves. But since Holy Scripture tells us that the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world, we can rightly say that he had this name before the foundation of the world. The Lord Jesus is the Lamb of God who was slain from before the foundation of the world. He is the Lamb, the one who saves. He saves his people. He saves you from the eternal penalty of your sins. In your holy baptism, this name of your Lord Jesus was placed upon you. You are now called by his name. He is your Savior, and you are the saved. This is why this name should be held in high honor among you, should not misuse or abuse his holy name. One of the ways we teach ourselves to honor this most holy name is to do as holy scriptures teach us, to bow at the name of Jesus. When we get in the habit of honoring his name in such a way, it will not be misused by us or be used flippantly or be used to curse and swear inappropriately. When we bow our heads every time we say or hear the name of the Lord Jesus, we are teaching ourselves to have honor for that name and ultimately to have honor for the one who bears that name. Another way we may teach ourselves to honor that most holy of names is to use it to call upon the Lord Jesus whenever you are in distress or trouble. The devil and his demons hate Jesus and they hate his name. Therefore, wherever the Lord's name abides, Satan and his horde cannot stand to be. This is why we honor the holy name of our Lord Jesus here in the sanctuary. This is why we call upon it in prayer, in praise, and in thanksgiving. 
Our Lord Jesus has even promised that wherever two or three are gathered in his name, he is there in their midst. Jesus is here among you today, and he is here among you whenever you gather in his name, the name placed upon you in your holy baptism. For you are indeed baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Under this name placed upon you at your holy baptism, you were made children of the Heavenly Father and were given a share in the inheritance of your beloved brother Jesus. The Jews were circumcised in the flesh, but you are circumcised in the Spirit. Your hearts have been circumcised to receive the Lord Jesus Christ in faith. Through the working of the Holy Ghost, faith has been created in you. And you cling to the works and merits of Christ. Moreover, you now bear the name of our Savior. He is the Savior, and you are the saved. Thanks be to God. Therefore, dear fellow redeemed, celebrate the first day of the civil calendar properly by reflecting upon what your Lord Jesus has done for you in saving you from all your sins, and live each day of this new year with the knowledge that through your baptism you belong to Jesus and bear his name. Give thanks throughout this coming year that you have the good gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation, and can enjoy those gifts wherever you are, but especially whenever you are gathered together around our Lord's precious name. Amen. And now may the peace that surpasses all human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.